I didn't know who she was at the time, but like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she gotta be good. She came through down um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs, so she had to drive about 45 minutes to me. So you was really the catch. I always say we, the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles, is and, what you're saying. <laughs> at the time, that's what you're not gonna say. Whatever the dude's name is, he's not representing the team. He's not on plan. He's not a Coretta Scott King. He's not a Michelle Obama. He's that's, not, he's he, not playing his role properly. That's what million percent what I was gonna say. Because I think if you're a partner to a woman like that, you should be thinking all this shit that I just said, which is yes. that how is this gonna True. make my girl Absolutely. look? Absolutely. Like, cool, we have our jokes, but how is this gonna look if I say, I didn't even know who this bitch was? Olympic gold medalist, household name, Simone Biles. Nigga, what? Nobody's checking for you, bro. The reason you're on this podcast is because she's on that podcast. They're not there to interview you. But as far as how they uh, met, he ain't do shit but tell the absolute truth. It just sounded like a typical like online dating you. story. Like, Except <laughs> that the girl was the pursuer in the situation, and he was just like, who is this? Well, yeah, she was like really checking for you. It was like, well... She was yeah. like she pursued. She was really pursuing me. That's not a that's not a lie. Nigga, I'm in the NFL. This is my third year. I'm single. I'm still trying to do my thing. I'm still trying to be a little manhole a little bit. It's a lot of bad bitches out here. That won't you, boy. I'm, I'm I didn't want I didn't know if I wanted to commit. It's a red flag. You're not just this night creature that's just here for murder. Like you can also build houses, build schools. Mm. Just amazing fucking dialogue from start to finish, Castlevania. I feel like yeah, Isaac's whole journey just felt like a philosophical exploration, and you know, in it, to be fair, it's still like a you know a murderous Hector's action too. kind of show. But like he just yeah. Hector's journey too, and I'm glad they both got. I felt like they were characters that deserve redemption arcs, and I'm glad they got redemption arcs. They did. I'm glad they didn't get out unscathed. I'm glad they got you. You see why they became how they became. They still paid for what they became, despite the fact that you saw the reasons and they got their redemption mm. arcs. I think those were very well done characters. Absolutely. Well, everybody, welcome to another brand new episode of Waving the Red Flag. It's episode number 202. We actually never shouted out the 200th episode. So. Am I the only one? Two. No? Okay. Oh, right, oh. Two. oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Make some Round of applause. Round of applause. Ooh. Make some noise. That's what's up. That's what's All up. Right. That's what's Yay. up. Here we go. We're okay. still doing it. <laughs> still in it. Here we go. Trauma. Let's go. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Waving a red flag. Two. The number one dating relationship. Uh, New Year's resolution. Stick to it. You know, goal-oriented and Castlevania reference podcast in the entire universe, not just the world. It's your boy, yeah. Josh. Top 10 of it's that particular list, actually. Top motherfucking 10. It's Eddie, and it's the magnanimous Alvin. What are we talking about tonight, gentlemen? I think it's Simone, right? That's the number one thing that's kind of on the docket, if it's still fresh by Wednesday. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I mean, shit, fuck it. It will be again by the time we drop on Wednesday. So hey, y'all want me to let me uh, pull That's up true. the pull up we the video? We are the wave. Oh no, I saw a couple comments in the uh, what you call it. They was like, I can't wait for y'all to talk about Simone Biles, and I was like, I don't know if you're gonna like my takes because from what I saw. Ooh, okay. I mean, <laughs> look, they're not gonna like my take either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, I think man, I'm probably gonna end like up halfway between up, you. Let me see who this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics, so it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know. So I'm like, okay, that's that's that's. A, I, I see what's up. I swiped her, and it said we match. So I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout, and I come back, 
and I get like I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this might be. It. I'm like, okay. So I see what's up, and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone, and then she messages me on the app, like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a man. This gotta be fake. Like I don't know. Just I didn't know who she was at the time, but. Like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she got to be good. If yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college, and <laughs> we didn't have NBC, we didn't have Olympic channels, and we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know. So I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched, like, you know. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm gonna let you finish your story, man. Continue. <laughs> But like I was saying, man, was she, crazy, she messaged man. me. This was like a Tuesday, and we 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 were texting back and forth, and then we hung out Friday, man. And um, we couldn't do much as COVID happened; everything was shut down. So um, she came through down um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs, so she had to drive about forty five minutes to me. Um, then the rest is history, man. So so you was really the catch in. I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did though. She is did, what you though. said. Cause I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is and, what you're saying. And that's that's, a not, that's what you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. I I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm Man, this my this my third year. You know, I'm trying to ah. I'm like, it's kind of early, but you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least expect it. And we hung out, man. It was like we hit it off instantly. You know, we just laughed the whole night. Hold up. Let's get ready to rumble, gentlemen. Where yeah, do we yeah, stand? Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. right? Who's wrong? Man, look, I think the podcast fucked it. Look, I think he went about the whole situation wrong. Oh boy, I think the podcast fucked him up twice as much as he was already fucking fucking up but i also think a little bit of grace is very much appropriate here because i think that kind of like roasting your partner like oh you know what i'm saying i'm 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 your blessing type of energy can work but it absolutely did not here like i could he see what it could have been but it yeah. definitely didn't work here because he didn't he didn't do it right and that's what a lot of people were saying he did it he, he did could- it wrong he could have 100% made that situation into a positive. So I saw somebody talking about, and if you've seen Simone Biles interviews, it very much holds true how her competitive spirit, which is what has made her the most dominant gymnast in the history of gymnastics. Cause as I continue to point out with Simone Biles, she does alien shit, even relative to her competitor. She does shit that mm. no other like gymnast has done, can do, that judges it's don't even know how to up. score. They got to make new laws. They got yeah, they're making new scoring rubrics to you know handle some of the shit that she's done. So, when you take a person like that and you put them in the dating scene, they're probably go-getters, you know what I mean? They're not going to wait for you to message back. I they're going to fucking yeah. yeah, they're going to fucking attack like attack you, the situation. Yeah. yeah. And like I'm finna make this shit happen. So, he could have very easily had the conversation and put it in the lens of like I love the fact that she's a go-getter and she goes and gets what she wants everything in life. Like like she 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 finds something that she wants. She doesn't stop till she's doing it. I love her tenacity and that's one of the things that I that I like saw in those early interactions and I just very much loved how she did that. And that's that's been the lens of our entire relationship. And you know, I'm a I'm a catch myself, you know, I'm an NFL like he could have he could have thrown in some like some little jabs like that to kind of show like yeah. some playfulness and like all that kind of stuff. But he didn't Josh, do that. Fuck you up. Yeah. He ca- he came across <laughs> he came across as a guy that was like saying this shit semi in earnest. And to Eddie's point, as much as I like Ryan Clark 
and Crowder. Like I like like I like the, the you know the, the pivot. They definitely played that shit up for lights because they they of all people they knew do. exactly they how know, that was gonna do, camera. and yeah, they yeah. just let that shit happen. And again, yeah. they are they are there together, you know, doing some like oh cute couple shit. They know how each other act, but like the mm. pivot team knew what that was gonna come across as, and they didn't they didn't clarify. They didn't they didn't shoot them no bail during that situation. I want to get this niggas. I I I ship this nigga some bail because. He ain't do shit but tell the absolute truth, like just the yeah. bare bones facts, and it just didn't well. Other sound than one lie, good. he 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 told one blatant one lie. lie. Which one, yeah. which one was that? Like he did he did. Oh yeah, I ain't know, I ain't know who that, I ain't know who that was. I, ain't, I wasn't sure? watching gymnastics. Are you sure that's a blatant lie? Can we? Prove? They found like eight tweets talking about okay. he was watching gymnastics during that year. Now the one the one bail I will shoot him is that during that initial Olympics, like that was before Simone Biles was Simone Biles. Exactly. That was during. So that was during. The, he her. probably forgot who she. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was true. that was the Gabby Douglas year. That was the you know. Well, the he top, still did you know. lie about not following gymnastics. Yeah. Oh my! I mean, bro. Like, okay. It's my a small lie is still a lie. Well, I, small, I, but I, I agree like, who, with you. you know? well, let me let me just add a little bit of nuance. Like, on just on some nigga shit, right? Just who's to say he was watching gymnastics for the actual sport? Maybe he was just looking for some girls, trying to see some booty. I'm just being... Cause like, His nigga, tweets was very but, technical. Okay. They were very yes. specific. Okay, cool. I he called names. He, I he talked about those, names. So. You know, he talked I, about competitions. Okay, like, I'll withdraw then. I, yeah. I, I, would, I will withdraw that. the triple sow cow of here was abysmal. You know, okay, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> okay, bet. He didn't tell the complete truth, but as far as how they uh, met, it just sounded like a typical like online dating you. story. Like, except that the girl was the pursuer in the situation and he was just like, Who is this? Uh, I th- I'm not quite sure, but you know, you know, what whatever. But as as far as like, you know, I waited a little bit. Come on now. Like we didn't all hell we didn't all seen the text right when it came through. And like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take a shot, I'm gonna do some things because you know, I wanna be desperate, you know, I wanna give it a little time to simmer, then I'm gonna respond. And it wasn't, and even like when he um, when he got got set up, was like, oh, so you're the catch, or like, oh, you're the. Well, she was like really checking for you. It's like, well, she was yeah. like, she pursued, she was really pursuing me. That's that's not a that's not a lie, but it was a fucked up how Buddy asked him that question though. Like, oh, oh, so you didn't want Simone Biles? That's a fucked up question asking. Like I was yeah, saying, yeah. like they they played that shit up for likes, and I respect how he answered it was like no it wasn't that i didn't want her mm-hmm. but it was like no nigga i'm in the nfl this is my third year i'm single i'm still trying to do my thing i'm still trying to be a little manhole a little bit i'm still trying to play the field it's a lot of bad bitches out here that want your boy i'm i'm all i didn't want i didn't know if i wanted to commit that's but hey she she got his ass to commit and if he is a solid you know uh faithful partner good for her they make each other laugh they're a good fit for each other so the fuck what? Like if it's not like a fairy tale, scripted, you know, story like or like you can you spin a story that's kind of like scripted, like kind of like Alvin was saying. Because I feel like that's a little bit disingenuine. Yeah, that's a better way I don't, to say it. But I don't. I don't. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think so, because I think I think when he really sits down and thinks about it, I think his actual rationale is close to what I'm saying, what I'm saying. But yeah. you have you have people that sit down for a podcast and we've all been victims of this is that, you know, for the people that don't know, we don't script this. So we sit down and we basically just have a rough outline <laughs> of what we want to say and we just talk. Yeah. So a lot of times when you sit down in those kind of podcast environments, you're not going to you're not going to be having those deep introspective moments about what you really feel in those situations, you're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. You're not, you're not thinking about all that. So I, I I guarantee you that if he was saying, you know, what he really felt about those situations after some thought, maybe writing down a couple notes, it probably would be close to what I said than what he said, which is why I think I'm giving him a look. Yeah. See, here's my, this is why I said it's mostly the podcast because what I noticed was something about the way that they edited shit. They didn't do any, and I know it's a clip, so it's, it's uh, you know, like portrait mode, but they very much made sure not to cut in clips of them sitting next to one another so that you can get that energy of like, this is us joking together. The way the edit was done was very much him talking about how she chased him and her doing all these like smiley kind of fawning emotions. And I think that together with the way they cut it all together really presented like an image that just didn't look, it, it made it look like she was some desperate goofy bitch who, and he really didn't like her. Like that's how it came across. And that was not entirely his fault. So I'll show you that bail. But I will uh, but I will say this though. I understand what he would maybe be saying if he was talking to like a regular like around the way woman. Like he is an NFL player. And as many people keep talking about, you know, he's not exactly like a marquee name in the NFL. You know, he's a yeah. you know, he's a you know, a second string guy. He you know, he's got a two year a two year minimum deal, which is still a lot of money, but you know, he's not he's not Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's not Oh yeah. You know, he's not, you know, Patrick Mahomes or anything like that. So I do think that even from a tongue and cheek perspective, you have to know how saying like you're the catch is going to come off because I because I'm not going I'm not going to say if I'm a two way NBA player and I'm dating Beyonce that I'm the catch. I don't care. This is what where I got to disagree. And I, I, I know think- that's I know that's a, a discussion point. But even even if you're saying that in a jokey, jokey kind of fashion, because, again, couples have their own little jokes. Couples are allowed yeah. to have their own little jokes. I think that makes you closer as a couple if you have your own little insider kind of thing. So I think that they probably have had that discussion before. Um, their net worths are also not particularly far apart, despite the fact that he's, you know, a, a, a minimum contract NFL player and she's the most dominant gymnast in the history of gymnastics. Their their net worths are, are pretty are pretty similar. Um, But. You got you. You know how that comes across. You know how that comes across, and, and you're on a podcast. And I think that's somewhat so. his his responsibility. But I yeah. don't think he. I don't think that he was that off to be like, yeah, I'm the prize. She got me because it's like, for what? It, like he's a. I would. I would argue that he's a quite a handsome man. I would argue. But regardless of what my subjective opinion is, she obviously thinks the nigga's pretty. She she clicked his message, pursued him, messaged him, locked him down, despite the fact that he was like a young twenty something NFL you know dude who's about to be out here, you know, being a whore. So whatever it is, 
She thought he was pretty. She locked him down. What exactly does being the prize mean other than that? Like, what exa- What do we even mean and by the prize, really, this is the question. Is, I don't think is, that's what being the prize means, but go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's really this, a question because, I one, I think the whole who's the prize thing is mad stupid. Like, it's a dumb uh, question. Uh, yeah. It's a dumb uh, way uh, Agreed, but we're talking about it, what, but, what it typically yeah, means. we're talking about yeah. it, what do we mean? We're all in agreement on that, but I think the, the thing is, like, from a social standpoint, Especially with um, the way that like you know, especially like women big up each other. Like even if it might not be the truest statements, but like women love to hear like a a story of romance to be like fond over. Like oh my god, like you know, he chose me and like have something said about them the way Alvin would frame it, which is the Mm -hmm. of course like the better wording, the better thought process. And like when you really sit down to it, you really gather your words if you know how to express it. Yeah, like you can say it like that, but. He got every right to feel like he the pro- like he is a prize catch of a man. This nigga is in the NFL. He's making like I mean even if he ain't making like a a, a first he's making a, he's making a million a year. Making a million, his contract is a million minimum. A year. He, he, minimum. He's tall. He's a he's a he's relatively good looking dude. He, even if he weren't an NFL player, he I'm sure he's doing fine. Like right, right. And just the thing is, is like I don't think a lot of people care how he worded it, like how he worded it. It made it seem like because like oh yeah I always agree that nip, that the man is the prize. I strongly disagree with that bullshit. What does prize mean? Like what does that mean? Just, okay, so there's like a sentiment that comes behind it, right? Like mm-hmm. the man is the catch. Like you know what I'm saying? Like oh the man is always the catch. It's like nah my nigga a lot of okay. So so, the, so I think Eddie, Eddie is thinking of prizes in like you're you're something to be you're something to be won right he's thinking like he's thinking like Mm. he's thinking like you 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 ran a race and you got a trophy when most people say that you are when most people say that you're the prize that means that you're the better aspect of the relationship that means that you're the one that like you know you make the most money you're the the you're the better yeah you're the better looking one you're the that's the connotation of saying like you're the prize and that's how the internet is responding to this Mm. when they're when they're when they're saying and defending like simone in that situation they're saying like oh i don't even know who you are okay like i didn't even know who you are like we only know you because you're her husband so that's what people are looking to identify as the prize if that's what that means like, I think, which is why I agree I'm with your, for a worse which is, than me. which that's is why, which is why I think crazy. that like, like your questioning of whether or not that's even a healthy concept to begin with is, is completely valid. And I agree that it's not, but that's what most people think. Most people aren't yeah. looking at like, Oh, I, I, Oh, you know, I worked real hard and I won this. They're like, I'm the prize because I'm the, I'm, I'm the better. better I'm person. the, I'm the person that settled Superior your partner. And yeah. if he yeah, would have said that wild. he felt like she was the prize and that he was like stumbled onto this, oh my God, like, oh yeah, man, she's my prize. No, everybody, uh, nobody would have had a problem with that. No. Nobody would have had now, a problem with that. I want to say that I do think there's, because one of the first comments I saw was someone saying, when am I going to get to see uh, relationships where dark skinned black women are fawned over? And I think that's a larger context for this shit. I think if, if, I think if it was a different like couple or a couple who had been lo- together longer or whatever, if it was like if it was Sam Jackson and his wife or something like that, I feel like this whole thing would come across a little bit different. But I think because she's an accomplished black woman and dark skin, he's a kind of whatever brown skin, light skin dude. I think all of that together makes this come across as like it's bigger than this one interaction. It's about like what do black romances look like? Where do black women fit into, you know, this like 
and it is something that you said before that there's this like there's this narrative around what it is to participate in romance as a feminine person. It's, it's like with the should your woman propose to you shit. Like, and women who are super progressive are like, I would never get on bended knee for a man. And it's like, because there's this sense that to be loved and valued as a woman in romance is to be fawned over in a particular way. And if you're not, if you're the pursuer, if you're the initiator, whatever, then that somehow makes you lesser. Yeah. Because you're not accessing a certain type of femininity that's been like held up as the standard. And then I think a lot of them also know that they man probably would not want that either. But that, yeah, that's I, whole, another, I wholeheartedly another agree with yeah. your point too. I wholeheartedly agree with that point too. And I think, and this is my, uh, whatever the dude's name is, he is not, He's not representing the team. He's not on plan. He's not a Coretta Scott King. He's not a Michelle Obama. He's that's, not He's not playing his role properly. Mil, that's what million percent what I was going to mm. say. Because I think if you're a partner to a woman like that, you should be thinking all this shit that I just said, which is yes. that how is this going to make my girl Absolutely. look? Absolutely. Like, cool, we have our jokes, but how is this going to look if I say I didn't even know his bitch was? Olympic gold medalist, household right. name Simone Biles. Nigga, what? That's really not the way you want to go you. about it. I feel you on that. If it was a white woman, maybe it'd be different. But in this context, yeah. I don't think it's the way to go about it. And it just makes her look goofy. And you're just not playing your role because nobody's checking for you, bro. The reason you're on this podcast is because she's on that podcast. They're not there to interview you. Exactly. Like, come on. And it's and it's also just marriage is largely about about social stuff, right? In in the current context, especially, right? Like it's a it's a social contract how you guys present yourselves like socially, how you present yourself socially like impacts your wife, right? So he should 100% be thinking about like all of that stuff. Even if it, even if let, let's say, let's say he was Patrick Mahomes and, and this was a Patrick and Brittany Mahomes like interview, you know what I'm saying? Like we only know who Brittany Mahomes is because of Patrick Mahomes. Like that guy, let's say the dynamic switch. I still think Patrick should do what he needs to do to cover his wife to make sure that like, you know, she's not, feeling some type of way about anything that he's saying as well because that's what i think ultimately a marriage is it's it's that level of social contract better one Let me, what's uh steph curry what's steph curry aisha steph curry aisha steph curry. and aisha curry mm-hmm. steph ain't never like, ain't like put him. himself above aisha curry's because aisha curry because of his status but of course we all know aisha curry because of steph curry mm-hmm. but steph is always the supporting own brand with the team even in the public eye at times, she might not have that same energy in certain incidents. Uh, incidents she didn't fucked up gotten. more or, or a couple of times, actually. Yeah, I was just I was being polite, but you know, like she, yeah. you know, she she's caught a she's caught some some uh, some bullets here and there. Now let me let me real quick do a. But what if the genders were reverse thing? Like, I feel like this mistake that Simone Biles' husband made in this situation is a mistake that I actually see women make more often. It doesn't blow up like this, but I see it made more often by women. Uh, because I'm thinking about like the way uh, Beyonce's mother spoke about Beyonce's father. I'm sure y'all have seen that interview where they're sitting next to you, next to one another, and Senior Knowles is saying something like, "I envisioned the type of man I wanted. I prayed for the type of man I wanted, and I got pretty much that. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. But you know, no. he has a lot of the qualities. No. no, he has a lot of the qualities that um, you just see the like hurt and disappointment and like desperation in the husband's face. And there's a lot of this like." I really wasn't checking for them. They really were my type, blah, blah, blah. But they won me over type energy. And I think 
in all contexts, that's very weird, dismissive behavior to say about your partner in general, but specifically in public, if it comes across as anything other than like hyper comedic, like yeah. satire, you know, Ryan Gosling um, yeah. and uh, what's her name type of that dynamic. Yeah. What's Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Oh, you're talking about Eva Blake Mendes. Lively? Blake Lively, yeah. 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 Hmm. I, I, that's... If it's the What's truth, up? right? If it's the truth. You ain't got to tell her everything that's the truth. Yeah, so, yeah for sure, so for sure. You ain't got to tell everything yeah. that's true. So yeah. I'm as a, as a guy who like wouldn't be particularly bothered by that rhetoric, even I agree with Eddie. For for the general, for the masses, I do right? too. Yeah. To so make like, that clear. So like, <laughs> if if my girl said that, I would be like, <laughs> and yet I'm still taking you home tonight. I would Damn. not be cool with that. Like, oh, that's you gotta, crazy. You got a problem I'll be, going I'll, be I'll be great with that. You finding your be, own way home. I'd be, you, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be great with it because it's like, yeah, oh man, like damn, like I won the race. But you recognize that that's not it, a really against all odds. Most yeah, people exactly for for the vast majority of people, like that should not be something that is stated publicly. It's like, embarrassing. I think Eddie's one. I think Eddie's one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like, real, like if I if someone talked to me, like talk to me, talked about me like that on a grand large stage, <laughs> it's like, oh, this nigga really wasn't. Yeah, he really wasn't what the fuck I was goofy. looking for. I he looked, really looked like, you know, yeah. j- didn't dress all the best, but you know, I settled for him, and you know, I, you know, he was the best option that I had. I couldn't really do it. He just better, never left me know. alone. So I, I yeah. took my dad's advice and went with the nice guy instead of the, yeah. you know, the oh. riskier option that I really wanted. To, I was really lustful over. And I think, it, and I do think that's like a larger conversation where I think that like I, I've had to historically just like find where I fit in with stuff like that because. You know, as, as I as I say all the time, like I'm not I'm not anybody's physical type. Like nobody, I don't think I'm ugly, but nobody looks at me and is like, oh, that's that's my physical type. Cap. So I think that I've consistently had to figure you got out many like many delusions. I, this is the first one I know, I've right? Seen anyway, you anyway, got so like, many delusions, but this one is real. Like go under any like any, any anyway. Go ahead. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah, and 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 I'll I'll say that I read those comments when like they get to me because I don't I don't read comments unless mm-hmm. they like get sent to me. Mm, um, by your general. other hoes that's jealous but what typically happens it. is <laughs> who is this bitch in the comments <laughs> who is this bitch talking about ooh not Alvin with the nice lineup tonight <laughs> whatever ooh so what, t- what typically listening tonight. <laughs> no so what typically happens is it's 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 basically a reflection of my intelligence yeah, so yeah. like what they what they what they're saying what they're ultimately saying is like they're not saying Alvin's good looking. They're saying Alvin's attractive, and they're saying Alvin's attractive because Alvin speaks like this. He has these thoughts, and like I'm actually fine with that. So like, if somebody were to say like, uh, "Oh, he wasn't, true, but- he wasn't, he wasn't my type physically," you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't feeling this, that, or the third. But like, I got to know him, and like, he's smart. I got to know him, and like, we got similar interests. I got to know him, and he's like that. Like for me, that's a win, and I think that more people would be satisfied be. with the with themselves well, and their like relationships if they looked at those things as wins no nah, because but, the point we've talked but about i agree with you Eddie. that if you're I, in I agree that situation you. you should not be highlighting what your because it's a thing we've talked about before in abusive toxic da, 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 relationships highlighting the things that your partner is not is fucking stupid it's entirely irrelevant and totally appro- inappropriate why are you starting with because i could do a long which, which so so I, so I think you're right i've ever dated isn't i think you're it's right insane i think you're right like I, I like well, I don't want to. Hey, I don't want to position what I said is like five because he was brilliant. Yeah, that's all you I, need to say. Don't so talk don't about wanna, how he's yeah. ugly. I don't want to position what I'm saying as in opposition to anything that you said because sure. I think I think fair that enough. everything that you said was correct for the vast. But majority just for you, of, it doesn't bother yeah. you that much. Which yeah. is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all I'm saying. Verbally 
bridge that bridge that between what you're saying and what Eddie's saying, what saying and what Alvin is saying is just Alvin don't have a problem with knowing it. Like if there's a private conversation, if they had a yeah. private conversation, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Because everybody knows, you know, you, you know if your partner look better than you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like, oh, knows, that's cool. Like fine. Like we it. we have these real conversations. Look, hell, I know her history. She know my history. She, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But it's a, it's, it's different when you get on a whole last stage when you're then, on the like, pivot. When you're on the pivot, which is extremely mm. popular, by the way. Mm. Like, like you just go be so, on there. <laughs> I might be, I might, yeah, I might be, I'm changing my stance. I'm changing my initial stance. That was That's a little goofy. That was a little yeah. goofy, but I still want to give him a little you bit got of no grace. media training. Yeah, exactly. That's media training. I think that's what a lot of it uh, kind of boiled down to. Look, and I'll go further, and this is my last thing, but I'll go further than what Alvin said. I don't even think he needed to make it into like a, you know, when I loved her tenacity, that I don't even think he needed to be that earnest. I think he just is just a tone thing, and it's a reassurance thing. I think if they had had a shot with them next to each other, and while he was saying this, he had a, you know, a hand on her, on her knee, you know, it was holding her hand, or just like a reassuring touch on top of being like, shit, I know I'm the prize, you know what I'm saying? She won me, I'm her blessing. There's a way to do that. some light skin eyes at the same time, and then they would like, oh, There's a... There's a way to make it work. Cause you see, you like, Zendaya, real quick. Yeah. If he made it kind of goofy. Like, cause we've seen the way Zendaya and uh, Tom Holland, you know, sometimes you roast one another. There's a way to roast that comes across universally as satirical Tongue and funny. And, and like, yeah. We, we, yeah, we joking together. We joking that we joke that I'm her prize. You know what I'm saying? I was just a little pretty thing on the app and she was like, she picked me, you know, and I was like, ooh, like, you, there's a way to do it. And he yeah. just made it too earnest, like, oh, she, I ain't even, I wasn't even checking for her. That's just not the tone to to do that if you mm-hmm. want to be funny, funny about it. So, yeah, I feel that. Well, uh, goddamn, I should have had this thing pulled up. Speaking of, I guess, like you know, continuing the thing with relationships. What do y'all think about like you know when your partners aren't necessarily equally yoked, and you have like one partner in this case being like an overthinking girlfriend with a reassure with an overly ha- with a Boyfriend that has to be like reassuring often. Abuse. Abuse? Abuse. How so? Can you? I think it depends on the context, but the context, because I'm assuming you're referring to that. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> <What's up? laughs> abuse, 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 abuse. <laughs> Well, maybe it depends on context, but you know, like, you're right. <laughs> well, <laughs> this nigga walk prison immediately. <laughs> right, walk it back, King. You know, that's what I do, man. <laughs> that nigga put that picket sign down real quick, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I walk in reverse. You know what I'm saying? I'll stand on business and slide backwards. Fucking from moon walked right out of that shit. Yeah. all on business though. All on yeah, business. yeah, all on business. Moon walking on business, baby. <laughs> Um, so assuming that we're talking about that context, I think it depends, but I think there is that dynamic of a partner who has on, cause when we're talking about overthinking and where you need to be reassured, we're talking, we're not talking about someone who's just like, Oh, I think, you know, I think the markets are going to crash and a boyfriend who's like, Oh no, no, everything's going to be like, there's a little bit of that. But what we're really talking about borderline neuroticism so, is what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. And we're talking about it specifically, usually in the context of, emotional romantic and interpersonal insecurity that's what we're talking about we're talking about a partner who constantly needs the other partner to commit their entire life and existence to making them feel loved okay valued that they're not being cheated on and i would say if you've got the kind of trauma or insecurity or neuroticism that requires that and you're 
outsourcing the entirety of your adult capacity to emotionally regulate onto your partner, that is so neglectful that it borders on or often does tip straight up into emotional abuse is my stance. It's not a fun time. I've actually kind of had an experience with someone that I've dated who who, you know, had had a lot of anxiety and then like would overthink, especially when it came to that their looks and the the appearance of their body, like had some body dysmorphia. And when I tell you it kind of it kind of like messes with you in like a couple ways because one it's like okay mm. like I can tell that even though like I'm doing my best to to reassure you to say how beautiful you are or like yo man like fuck you know like those thoughts that you're thinking like yo that's that's it's not it's not real like I hear you but no like you look fine like you're good I promise you like and plus like the shit that you're saying like don't ain't nobody even thinking about mm. but it comes up so much and it's a constant thing. And then within that, as the as that person's a steady like voice in their life, mm. since they don't believe it in their own head, they begin to take your words for granted. But when somebody else gives them the same compliment or flirts with them or says some shit that validates them, mm. that shit'll fuck you up a little bit, bro. Like yeah, I think yeah. that's a little bit of like, you know some abuse in a, in a sense you know what i'm saying because see because this is this is part of what i think is an issue with this is that overthinking and reassuring are things that i think every partner ha has and should have as a component mm -hmm. of themselves right everybody has some insecurities everybody has you know emotional raw open wounds in their in their mind and in their heart that their other partner kind of acts as a temporary salve for you know what i'm saying you come in from a hard day of work you and your your partner you hug you co-regulate cool 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 but when you have one partner that is producing all of the anxiety and the other partner who is basically just like a prosthetic limb of like reassurance it creates this situation where it's basically just no room for the emotions or feelings of the reassuring partner which i think is kind of related to what you're saying which is that like this whole relationship becomes about them being validated whether it's by you or the next man and there's no room for your need to be reassured about any fucking thing and i wouldn't even say that, that was like the whole relationship but i will say like you know and this is just me speaking on one particular part like this is not to pay I've, this person yeah, in like yeah. such a crazy no, I've, fucking i've life. been in that same situation many a times so I, right I feel you. cool good deals yeah so you already know like but that shit is tough because it's like for one when you try to like like, this is such a damn pattern, and, like, I, you have a really th bad thing. Like, you don't want to face yourself and say, hey, you know, good, you're currently, like, in therapy. Have you talked to your therapist about, like, what we talked about a few days ago or yesterday? Oh, no, it didn't come up. Why not? Like, you're in mm. therapy for a reason. I mean because it's coming like, up in this household so why that should be the first I, shit on the list right. i also i also think that a lot of people go i mean and this is a sad bro but i think i do think a lot of people go to therapy not to not to improve Just themselves i think they go yeah. i think they go to therapy because they want their their thoughts that come from places that aren't pro-social validated so they spend stories mm. in therapy and i think you know talk therapy or even cbt only really works if you work the program and I think that yeah. it takes a lot of work to work the program. I think yeah. that's probably like the first, the first 
step that anybody like really trying to like do the work has to do is to kind of strip away that need to feel validated and just kind of get to the root of where those those antisocial like habits and mm. abilities are coming to from. So I so in Josh's state you know statement and in that situation like no they're not they're not going they're not going to have the real conversation with their therapist they they're going to go to their therapist for to spin a story to get validated just like they're seeking validation from from others in that same circumstance it's all about seeking that validation from someplace wherever they can get it well it'll also be like you can talk about your insecurities nonstop and never talk about the impact that those insecurities are having a on the other people in your life and you can get through a whole therapy session just getting validated by your therapist oh you shouldn't feel that way everything's okay and have you thought about maybe you're beautiful in this way and it's like not a single second was spent on the way that she's for instance emotionally terrorizing her her partner through those insecurities so she a woman a person in general could just talk about their insecurities nonstop and never get to a point where they're talking about how to manage them properly so you know pro-socially to not negatively impact their partner but eventually, if you if you're going to that consistently, and I do understand that, like a lot of times, people are in situations where they have to start and stop therapy for various reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's mad expensive, bro. It's yeah. it's mad expensive. It's not always convenient in the in the rat race of life. Like you got to live, you got to work. You yeah, gotta, yeah. You know, they don't um, work on weekends a lot of times. You trying to go to a job, like right. you know. So yeah, so they, so they it becomes. I was in that six. You don't get off until five thirty. Yeah, and exactly. then, and then and then therapists themselves, especially if you're in areas where like the the market for that is particularly tight, like people get up and leave, people you know people switch networks, like it, it, there are lots of barriers to being consistent mm. with that. But the idea is halfway that if through you're, an emotional breakthrough, <laughs> the insurance switch, and you like, oh fuck, Blue Cross yeah, Blue Shield like, no longer covers this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now it's out of network, and I don't Damn. have this money. Like generational healing um, is loaded seventy five percent, and then the computer crashed. Yeah, it be it, it's it's all kinds of bullshit that prevents it. But ideally, the goal would be like you're doing this consistently with like a therapist that like is tracking to this kind of stuff. And eventually that they should ask because eventually right. they, you know, they they're going to the issue. Exactly. They're going to be like, yeah, you're dealing with a lot of insecurities. I know you have a, you know, a, a, a partner. How's that impacting you guys relationship? You know, I mean, obviously they're going to say it in some, in some way smarter nigga shit than I just said, but eventually I mean, that was pretty come smart up. nigga shit to me, but yeah, but that's the danger behind it too. Cause like, oh, and this, I'm not speaking on this personally per se, but, Maybe a little bit, but <laughs> people, but when you get one side of the story and they don't take the care to like, you know, say like try to at least try their best to say like the full both sides of the story. Like if we if both of y'all have had a conversation, a lot of times people will just spend their own side of the story, their own narrative through their own lens and leaving out key details. And then like so the therapist could be looking at your part at the part of like. Mm. Damn, they ain't they ain't shit. They ain't shit. Or like, mm, he definitely. Oh, that could have went better. He could have supported you a lot better. It's like, motherfucker, mm. I fucked up that one time, but for the past sixty days straight, a nigga mm. been there. A nigga been trying. A nigga been lifting her up. And I'm not again. This is specifically about me, but okay, you know, <laughs> a nigga named Bosch been here for, for the last two months. <laughs> but I think. The other thing is, and sorry, did you finish your point? Because yeah, I'm, I'm going in a different direction. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the other thing is this whole thing, again, just in line with kind of the previous conversations we've had in this kind of through line of relationships and toxicity and stuff like that. Um, I think it also really reminds me of Jonah Hill because Jonah Hill is an overthinking boyfriend with a reassuring girlfriend in this situation. And I think this constant need for reassurance and a person who 
is constantly doing that for you instead of you taking responsibility for some amount of your emotions really devolves into a form of control, even if it's a very passive form of control. But I think it kind of when you have an overthinking partner or a partner who is anxious in a particular way, they can intentionally or unintentionally kind of like train you through negative reinforcement to to be smaller or to be less, you know, mm-hmm. or to to kind of be a constant machine of of validation because you know if you ask for something or if you criticize something or if you say, hey, this thing that you did, it kind of crossed my boundaries, you know that you're going to be met with, oh, so do, do you hate me? Do you think I'm ugly? Are mm-hmm. you talking to other girls? And so it trains you over time to be afraid to express needs preemptively and then this ends up kind of inver- inadvertently controlling your behavior. And that's what, and it reminded me of the Joan Hill shit and it reminded me of kind of this situation. Yeah, I see that. I can get that too. It kind of, it just sucks because like, that's, it's really like up to, a, after a certain point, it's really up to the person that has like, you know, the severe anxiety or the severe um, neuroses around their insecurities to really figure that shit out for themselves because nobody else can fill that void for you but you. Nobody else can give you the love that you need to fill that void for you except you. Mm. And then no, no matter how many times you get props or like external validation, that shit don't last long. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't it, fill a straw. Yeah, like it just it's dopamine. Like it feels good. It's like, oh, you know, I was externally validated. And some things, like I was saying, um, a couple podcasts ago, like you, there are those moments where, like, you know, someone to tell you something that, like, you internalize it for the mm-hmm. for the better. But a lot of yeah. times, that like, usually happens in childhood. Yeah, it happens yeah. in child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, some shit happened in adulthood too, but for sure, yeah, true, true, true. You know, or even I mean? but, or like, mm-hmm. especially like I'd say like formative years for me, like when I wasn't like a small child, but like in that like sixteen to twenty one kind of age range, there was definitely shit that like, I'd say that's about right. I mm. say up to maybe nineteen is where I stopped getting like new, oh here's a thing that you are type shit, you know? Yeah. Maybe it goes farther for different people, but I I would say, yeah, yeah that's the, those like teenage to like maybe or maybe early twenties kind of years. Is but, there like a difference of um getting new positive affirmations about yourself relative to your age because like if you were to receive like some like a very positive affirmation someone 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 were to say something very positive about you when you were like 14 and you internalize mm-hmm. it but they say something positive about you current day current age and you're just like oh whatever you know what i'm saying like you don't internalize there, it like it's just so i will say i will say because it's not new shit like that's and, and which is maybe not like a I don't know. I guess I ha- I don't get and maybe, it is like it is like I don't it is like I've I've already got all the I've already heard it all. Essentially, no one's essentially, told me like anything I mean, new. Every like, I don't think I've because no one's been like, damn, nigga, you tall. Like I've never. That's not some shit that I'm getting in my mid twenties. Like it's not like oh, I didn't know that thing about myself. It's more like this is further affirming something that I may be suspected about myself. Yeah. As opposed to being like I've had this deep insecurity about myself all this time, and now someone told me, hey, you're actually okay. I don't. Yeah. I haven't had that happen. I, I, I agree. That's fair. I, I maybe I've been blessed maybe in that could, area but... because I, I I had a coworker. I, th- I said this on the podcast before. Like I was going through like a tough time, or whatever. And then like she spoke life into me, and then like kind of gave me an idea of like I guess some other people's perception or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was just like you know just speaking life or whatever. And I'm like, oh shit, that's what's up. You know, it kind of internalized it, but not like in like some you know egotistical fucking way or whatever. But it was just like a confidence boost. It was like, no, I, okay, I can stand on that. 
and then you know we can continue to grow from there. Mm-hmm. So it can happen at all times of your life. But sure. I think it's mm, okay. That can happen at any time of your life. The ingredients to it are: you do need people who are in your life that actually know you and then can speak life into you. Two, you need to actually receive that shit. You need to be in a position in life to where you can actually receive it and believe it, and you got to believe it for yourself. Three, be in therapy, like some sort of therapy. Yeah, if if, if it's accessible to you. And look, I'm, yeah, uh, facts, I'll even roll back what I was saying a little bit to just be like, I'm not saying that I haven't had situations where I needed a reminder, but like formative, no. So like, because even you and I, Josh, have had like private conversations where I'm like not in a good spot about X, Y, Z thing. And it just helps to have somebody kind of help lay out for you the the roadmap of like, oh, have you thought about this? Or have you considered this? Or have you remembered when you were in this situation before you got through it? Like it's you might not need someone to tell you for the first time, but you might need them to tell you this yeah. time that like, hey, you're OK or hey, you got it or hey, you're beautiful or you're handsome or you're wanted or you're loved or whatever. Um, and I think that's a normal part of getting back to the relationship. I think that's a normal part of relationships. But when it comes when it comes to the point where your need for validation erases your partner's the, the space that usually would be uh, reserved for your partner to also have reassurance in the relationship, that's when it gets into the toxic, controlling, abusive oh, yeah. Yeah. area to me. Yeah, because everything and, is and, about the other person. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I will say that like I've tackled those like like because that's a that's a frequent thing for me. Um like I've often said that that's just like like what I attract. Um I think the the stability that I project on some level probably does attract that. So I get a lot of the the, the quote unquote over anxious types like historically. Mm. So, you know, I'm very direct and I'm pro- I'm probably direct in a way that may not necessarily always be helpful, but I'm very much like, you know, you got a few times to have this conversation with me and I'm like, let's let's break down why you feel like this. Let's break down let's break down the core of this issue. And then we're going to put together a plan to attack this so that I don't have to have this conversation every two days because for the rest of my fucking life, because I'm not about to do that shit. Yeah. And like I, I will do that. And then I've got I've even gotten to the point of like, it's a I don't have time to have these kind of conversations. I don't have time to do this. I'm like, man, hey, hey cool, man. I'll do it for you. I'll put together a plan. Let's have a, you know. Just give me some ground just give me some ground stuff, you know, some scheduling kind of stuff, you know, like I'll book the appointments, I'll pay, you know, I'll do this, you know, I you know, I'll make sure you get there on time. You know, like I've That's a reassuring boyfriend. That might be like I've I've and real quick it's what I it's it's what I attract, man. It's what I attract. I can honestly seize how somebody that if y'all broke up and she was not too fond of you for whatever reason. How they could take that and say that you were abusive and manipulative. You think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. What? And say how he would like, and like frame it. Cause like for one kind of maybe like knowing Alvin a little bit. Um, and sometimes how he might come off very like, you know, matter of fact, you know, I can see through those actions that he just described of being like, he wasn't a, he wasn't like emotionally available. Like he just wouldn't understand that I needed to take so much time to figure out my emotions, to work through things. And of course, when she's saying these things about Alvin, they don't understand what the fuck he's actually having to do and go through and the whys behind it. But when he come over, when she say, this motherfucker, he made an agenda and forced me to go to therapy. Can't be on a schedule. I can, I can just see how they could spin that and, and frame that into a story. He was a psychological slave driver. Yeah, yeah, man. It was like, like there, like there were points where like shit was happening and like everything that like was, was put in place as like a barrier 
for like fixing shit. Like I just said, I'll just eliminate that. It was like simple shit. Like, it, like it will, it will be like, well, I don't have time to do like everyday shit. I was like, give me every single like errand that you do during the course of a week, and I'll do it. I was like, I was like, I'll cook, I'll clean, I'll do your laundry, I'll pick up your dry cleaning, like I'll pick you up, I'll drop you out. Like it was like, it was mm-hmm. like shit like that where I'll I was fill like, your prescriptions, whatever. You yeah, I, I was like, every single barrier that you say you have, I will eliminate that barrier if you tell me what that barrier is, so that we can get to the root situation of why I have to have X Y Z conversation like every single day See, for two years. Those aren't barriers; those are excuses. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Precisely. Well, sometimes they're barriers. Oh, like, well, I think it's, it's valid because you know a lot of the times, a lot I of think the there are excuses though, and there are reasons. You know what true. I mean? You know, like and you know, and true, I think the connotations yeah, like, are life, different. Because yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like a lot of the times, like you want somebody more, you want something more for the person for the other person than they want for themselves. Or hey, they just not at that point where they can actually take action on it, regardless of if the barrier gets right, right, moved. Right. They just they, they're just trying to think of a reason why they can't do this shit, do which is that's true. But I think then even if you go, okay, cool, I've removed all the barriers. And now they're like trying to think up new reasons. Then you're like, okay, cool. So there's some other reason that you don't want to do this. And so we can have a discussion about that. So I think that's Mm -hmm. maybe even useful. But see, that's now this is from the conversation that we had about Jonathan Majors uh, last week, Alvin. There's a thing that I guess I'm very curious about because I think some oftentimes with guys specifically, I think having expectations of your partner that require them to for lack of a better phrase, do better, oftentimes I think can kind of turn into a weird, uh, maybe unhealthy dynamic or something it can, it like can that. Come, it can come and into like you trying to be Coretta Scott King. Yeah. What does it look like to, uh, to request adjustment and to adjust for your partner? And you kind of said, look, when it comes to like the public life, you know, political representing us as a couple things, you haven't had to do that. But you have had to do it for things like laundry. Now, what we just discussed to me comes across as like an in-between. Those, to me, are very high-level life intervention adjustments that a partner is requesting and pushing for from a partner. Again, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm wondering how you reconcile it because it seems like we kind of had a little bit of uh, uh, different views on this subject. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think this is a lot different than saying like, sure, of course, like, and let, I don't want it to devolve into about what it, how, yeah, how it, it's it, not, yeah, it, that, that's not, yeah, the point it, it, yeah, it, it, beca- it becomes a, it becomes a, you know, a, a semantic argument which we, which we know we will devolve into very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like, yeah, if if I'm having to have somebody, you know, have a conversation about like X Y Z insecurity based on you know, say, a body dysmorphia is something that I've dealt with in the past right Mm. like it's one of those things where i don't view that as something that i need you to fit into my lifestyle for which is how i interpreted the conversation that we had last week okay it was like you need to fit into my lifestyle i'm looking at this more as like you have the flu and i want you to get better because that's how i view those sort of like mental health kind of issues in those situations right right? it's like it's like you have a persistent cough that Mm. is something that is impacting your health you're not doing what's like what you should do to you know, do uh, you know to get rid of that persistent cough? What's the root cause of that? Why aren't you doing okay, that? Question. Let's get that handled. It- I view that differently than laundry, and I view that differently than like you needing to fit into my life from like a a socio political yeah. sphere kind of situation. Because laundry is kind of about the impact that it has on you. So, would you say in these kinds of situations where you're going like, look, there's something about the way your mind is set up and the way your life is set up that is unacceptable because you're it's harming you. And it's and are you saying in these situations, it's 
minimally or maybe 0% about the impact that those behaviors have on you and mostly just to do with you wanting your partner to be healthy yes. for their yes, own because, because ultimately, okay. if, it, if it's strictly about how it's impacting me, like I can, I can detach, I can leave. I have done that before. Like, you I'm, can deal like, with that, it. That, yes. is, that is not a fucking problem. Trust me. Right. It's, it's just it, about how it impacts you. You can just dip the fuck out and solve that problem easily. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Fair point. Did oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. How about the magical Wait. Negroes? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do the magical Negroes. Because I'm, yeah, I got some, yeah, yeah. Because watching you walk through a room full of white people was the most painful thing I've ever seen. Sorry. I don't want to take you to a job interview. To the American Society of Magical Negroes. What's the most dangerous animal on the planet? Sure. White people, when they feel uncomfortable. White people feeling uncomfortable precedes a lot of bad stuff for us. That's why we fight white discomfort every day. Because the happier they are, the safer we are. The name is a little updating, maybe like magical black people. I guess that doesn't have the same ring. Your first client is a Jason Munn. His morale is far too low. Hey. Hey. Darn it. I was hoping there was a station right next to him. Oh, is this one spoken for? No. Yeah, it's actually fun and weirdly relaxing. It's like being a secret agent with none of the danger. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Nice to meet you. She's great. Yeah, she's cool. You kidding? Come on, man. She's smart and funny. And... I know what you were doing going on about her. You're trying to set us up. No, no, no. That's not what I was doing. You cannot have a cool relationship with Lizzie now because if you don't put Jason first, everyone's magical. <laughs> <laughs> Troll on with And I just wanna make these white people happy <laughs> Yo if you fuck with these white people nigga your life is over <laughs> Aaron, you ain't meet your white people happy quota. I need you to know that what we had was real. Sucking time. Oh man. March twenty second. God damn it. You're a Harry. Fucking Harry Potter the in the chamber of coonery. What the fuck? This is a terrible All new March twenty second. Aaron Potter at the Chamber of Coonery. Are you man. prepared to make your white people happy? No, man. I, I oof, <laughs> good lord. Um, it gave this nigga heart. It gave this nigga heartburn. Like what the fuck? Right. Is that? <laughs> this nigga this oh, his acid man. reflux. Uh, yeah. Don't <laughs> made my whole digestive system act up. Oh my god, bro. I I'm really just clowning you niggas for just thinking that movie with that title was going to be anything other than what it actually came out to be. Did you see the original teaser? I did it. I see because I think that's like because first when I saw the teaser, which basically just show it didn't show the plot. It just showed that there like that he was getting his letter from Hogwarts, and it was going to be some magical black people. And to me, it's <laughs> like oh shit. I'm like okay, cool. We've get because it's the it's a thing we've been asking for for ages, which is just a Harry Potter with. 
Yeah. Excuse Harry me. Harry Potter Whitakers, exactly, yeah. We don't, get we don't get demonetized, man. You got a movie We, we got to bleep all that. Yeah. Bro, the fucking, the fucking uh, <laughs> FD one already been demonetized because he said, nigga, with an A in the in the intro. So I, I don't know what, I don't even know what the fuck they are anymore. That's fucked up. Um, they, they, don't want no, yeah. they don't want us to make no goddamn money. They, they really don't want us, don't to, want us to shine. Like, what's going on? <laughs> So, <laughs> like, I'm sure there's like a very sweaty like moderator somewhere. Like, oh, you guys are putting me in a real hard situation. Like, black excellence or like wokeness. I don't know. Well, what to do. it's safe for the cancel it. Pay them. Yeah. Safe, safe for the cancel it is why. Give black people <laughs> erase the whole thing. Uh, but then that's taking money out of black creators' hands. Oh, fuck! No, I don't they don't do. care. They keep saying the n word. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Um, but. When I first saw it, I thought, okay, this is the high fantasy black film that we've been asking for. Something where blackness is not central to the plot or the struggle. It's just, it's just what we're doing. And when I look at the, like the, 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 the title, Magical Negro, that's a, that's a film trope concept that's yeah. existed for, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 years or whatever. And so it's like, this is like a tongue-in-cheek playing with it. Like, it, it feels like a very mm. smart title, actually, where I'm like, okay, y'all are, y'all are doing some clever shit. Kind of like, like other movies, like Idiocracy or that type of shit, where it's like, okay, yeah. cool, you're kind of poking fun at the concept while presenting to us. It's like, it's telling you, hey, I'm aware that this kind of movie doesn't exist while I'm presenting it to you. So that's what, so we were all thinking like oh shit this is going to be a high fantasy black you know film about magicians and wizards and it's not going and it's and it's going to be it's going to be the kind of story that we don't usually get to have kind of like blade almost yeah. sort of was for that you know genre but then they popped out and the plot is black people who get their powers from coonery and one one mixed man you know challenges the entire system for the chance to be with a white woman like who what who the who the fuck the, who greenlit this shit why, why did these actors sign up for this i can tell you exactly it makes sense to me like it makes sense from really just like a, it makes sense from a typical so, uh, film trope like this is the same shit that we always get and it makes sense because look check this out if they're going to do something like this okay. especially for the first time right yeah, yeah. of course you want a good, happy little light skinned, you know, you know, he, he got, you know, vanilla in the, in the, yeah, in the DNA. Wes Anderson, you know what I'm saying? Black, black type of Michael Sarah type of, he's awkward, yeah, he's of. black, but he's not dangerous. And then type again, of, yeah. niggas, magical Negroes, of course, there's going to be some white women involved, but really? To, oh my God, nigga, come on, baby. See, warlocks, he, got the, a black warlock definitely got a white woman in rotation. I promise you. I promise you. A maid, a black nah. mage, cause ain't cause we we not in that, we not in that sphere like that. Because look, I had a cousin that was pro black dating women from uh, that was living in Florida. Motherfucker went to the West Coast in Boise, Who I don't know some magic? shit. And then for sure enough, white woman. Well, what's your logic? To be there? fair, what else is it to date in Boise, Idaho? Exactly, that's what I I'm saying. And what point. else is He's there to date in the realm of white. mages? And the magic, no, other than the point. The, the point is that everybody would be black. That's that's literally the whole point. Oh, is that oh, it wouldn't yeah, be okay. the three okay, magical niggas, you know, at Hogwarts. It would be the society of so, magical Negroes. So you mean to tell me? So you mean to tell me that that they was the ones that founded the magic? Like there wasn't no other niggas? Yeah, nigga, using you magic. 
I don't know what you're doing, Josh. We, we, oh, okay. we're trying you write my phone. You trying to say we were trying to say they could? You trying to say they couldn't have magic in, in, right. in, in no, the kingdom no, of Ghana not, and Mali nigga, and Song Hai? the ones that built the pyramids. How the fuck? Kush Kush didn't have magic. Kush didn't have magic. Come on, baby. Come on now. I'm just I'm just questioning things, man. I'm just showing y'all my intellect. I'm keeping my third eye open. I'm always asking questions, brother. Your shit looking kind of closed, my brother. Uh, you know, my pineal cool. might be a little calcified. I got some sea moss, though. some clear eyes. Mm. Some cle- see clearly. You know, I got so that moss, baby. Third eye. Yeah, yeah. I rubbed yeah. that shit right on it. Yeah, um, man. Sub-Saharan African magic, man. That's what came. That was, that's what this came from, man. <laughs> Crazy civilization, man. A Nazi. You know? A Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <What? laughs> right, no, right. I thought this was a good... That was a good... You got to be careful on the pronunciation of that one, my boy. Right. Shotgun. That's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, like, my point was, as, as far as, like, that movie is concerned, like, why, like, in terms of, like, what you got makes sense is because, for one, they this is their first time doing a movie like that. That so overtly could be considered racist towards white people on a in every single movie theater. So, of course, they got to make this shit entertaining for the ma- ma- the majority of people are still white. And then you got to give, like, the black people one. And then, because, like, it's like, Who okay. Is this movie for? This, they've created a movie that no one wants to see. Who's, who's watching this? What I'm this? saying, what I'm saying, the, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is they the can't even th- say the title. What I'm saying is the thought process behind it. Okay. Of why they thought it would work. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that niggas was going to go see this shit in droves, but yeah. just why they thought this thing would work and how they got it greenlit was just that okay, if we're going to make a movie playing on the trope of uh, the magical black negro. And I'm pretty sure there was a multiple different scripts, and this is the shit that got greenlit that was really coonerish. And then, of course, like, of course you, uh, come on, like that shit was plain as fucking day. This nigga gotta help a white person. So there's your 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 story, your a line story, the 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 redemption story or whatever. This white man, oh, he's not actually that bad. Oh my god, he's so relatable. We love this character. Oh, and he just needed a magical nigga to come in his life and let you see how lovable he fucking was while simultaneously falling in love with a white woman. That oh no, his white man is falling in love with too. What do they do? Here's my here's my thing. This whole the whole movie actually could would have worked if the love interest wasn't a white woman. And I know you said like there's maybe in story logic for why that would be the case, which we've already kind of disagreed and kind of debunked that anyway. But this is not the movie for a white love interest. Obviously, nothing against that, but this is not the movie for that. Because if you like, if the plot was the American Society of Magical Negroes is okay. So first of all, Josh, are you like familiar with the concept of the Magical Negro? Oh, because that's I think kind of I mean part of it. Yeah, you know. Okay, okay. So with that, so for. No, our, our audience knows what the fuck the shit is. So, so within Bo that Jangles, context, it's, you know that kind of shit. Exactly. Bagger Vance. So you've got this situation where this is literally like it's almost like saying like this film trope. There's actually a society that creates the shit. Like kind of like they've done. I've seen this done in movies before. What's an example of this? Where they kind of go like you know that funny thing that you see in movies. That's actually like a real thing. Ooh, like the help. The help. Maybe. I haven't seen that. I, Maybe. That's the one. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. No, no, no. You know what it is? It's like Monsters Incorporated. Yes. It's like Monsters Incorporated. It's Monsters Incorporated. But Josh, so the help like, is, cool. a, is a magic Negro story. But yes, Eddie, what you were talking about is yes, Monsters Inc. is 100% that. Okay. But it's kind of like, what if all these magical Negroes we see in all of these movies actually were from a real secret organization of magical Negroes that are deployed to make white people comfortable? I make this look good. 
Bag of Vans, the name. That's actually a pretty funny premise that I think kind of undercuts the white supremacist kind of origins of this idea. Then if you have a new person coming in and going, hey, this is what y'all have been doing. I don't think that's good, which is what happens in Monsters Incorporated as well, right? It's like this idea of, of creating, uh, of getting our energy from like the fear of children. We could actually get more from the laughter of children, right? You subvert it. But then doing all of that subversion just to get a white woman completely just explodes the whole concept and makes it stupid. If they had done that same plot, but just had some other motivating factor for him not wanting to not seek white approval, then getting white approval, then it would have made sense. But what about Asian approval? Of that. Indian approval? A- or did it need to be a black woman? Indian may you may you can maybe get away with South Asian, but but definitely not not uh, East Asian. Fair. You could do a little Mississippi masala magic, and it might could work, but I don't think I really don't even think that would be the ideal choice. Mm, like a like a Tyler. You know, the water girl. Something racially ambiguous, but brown-skinned. Oh, wait. From Ty- Who's Tyler? Make me sweat. No. Make me oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. You I could, mean, uh, yeah, that, she, that could work. She, she, she's black in America. so She's know. black in America. Yeah, I mean, she's okay, colored in South enough. Africa. She's colored she's in South Africa because they have different concepts of what that means, which I fair respect, enough. and I'm going to let them do what they do, but she's black in America. Like, she's black. Like, I look at her and I see a black woman. Okay, well, I'm glad you understood where I was coming from with that. Yeah, but I knew what she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I think is the issue. I think literally up until that point, they could have made the plot work. Oh, they absolutely could have made the plot work. And I'm sure there was a script where the plot did work. Mm. They just wasn't releasing that shit. Not yeah, this year. Yeah, it's gonna be the Snyder. Because man, if the moving the ended and he was like, "I found yeah. my black woman, and now we are gonna overthrow and make it the you know the magical society of of, of pro black magicians, and we gonna take over the world," like that'd be a great movie. I right. watched that, and, you know. Or what if like there's one where like the white woman becomes his Coretta Scott King, and they do that anyway? You know what I mean? Mm. Like it just it just comes full circle. I yeah. wonder if that's what's gonna happen. That could because <laughs> I feel like that might be what happens in this movie. It'd be oh, hilarious shit. if somehow like the actual trailer really threw everyone for a loop and it was and really totally like it up. was like really black, pro black and pro and progressive. But the trailer just, just completely yeah. threw everybody for a loop and got it everybody pissed off. But they showed a picture of the dude who directed it and some of his previous movies and uh it's not looking good. White dude? What do he look like? No, nah, he's he's a he's he look he he is the same race as the main character. Maybe he's under duress. Oh, you think somebody's you think somebody's forcing his hand? Well, I mean, kinda. You know what I mean? Like creatively, like oh, you know. I mean, plus like it's a the big opportunity. You're not going to say acting through him like the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then plus, <laughs> I mean, like, does do we know is he a household name? Like, who's going to turn down nah. this opportunity if it means like advancing your career? Like, you know. It, yeah, you, tough, sometimes you got to turn position. down the stuck and jive. Man, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. Come on now. I'm pretty sure. That's, that's true. That's true. Let's that's be true. Real. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Eddie, Eddie Budden tell me to say something. Sometimes I just be saying it, man. You know what I mean? You just got to say it. Man, <laughs> you got to cash some checks. You know what I mean? Nigga, I yeah. love Anaconda Malt Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> <Mm-mm>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's like that. Well, he he definitely he definitely sold out. But the thing is that there's no way that movie is making any money. Like no no one would want to see that movie. It's it's somehow too woke and too bigoted, too black and too white at the same time. Like there's literally no it's yeah. for no one. You are you are correct. Nobody's yeah. gonna see that. This shit's gonna go fucking triple lead in theaters, man. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. holy shit. Too black. Unless too they, woke. 
triple unless laundry shit, lint with no features. Yeah, man. Unless this shit to to you know Eddie's point, unless this shit got the most banger ending in the history of endings that just like <laughs> on some Christopher Nolan the Prestige type shit in like a rom com, yeah. like this shit's going going nowhere. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, it, it might it might become like a an occult classic, you know, a cult classic <laughs> when it hits streaming. An occult classic that is was actually good. a bar. No, I don't even think you so realize good. that shit was a bar. That was so good, bro. <laughs> that shit was clean. <laughs> that was the best shit you just said, and that's and that's a high bar, bro. That was a high bar. <laughs> that was good. And you, I don't even know what the fuck I just did, but I'm glad I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. You pulled bolted <laughs> over your own high bar with that one, bro. That was that was. Dope. <laughs> Oh, the fuck he said Alistair Crowley type type beat. Nice. Yo. Oh my god. All right. Uh, so, um, everybody, good people. If you're on a podcast or like on a global stage of some sort, and your significant other or partner isn't bigging you up, you might be seeing a red flag. But you know, if you a nigga with magical superpowers, but they only work when you're cooning and trying to make white people the happiest they can be, while simultaneously Falling for your caucus queen is definitely you that's waving a red flag. Good people, it's been the Waving a Red Flag podcast. It's your boy, Josh. It's Eddie and the magnanimous Alvin yet again for another banger of an episode. Um, Happy New Year's to y'all. This episode is going to come out like right before it, but you know, Happy mm-hmm. New Year's and many peace, blessings, uh, fulfilled resolutions to you all. Cop that Patreon ah. and or Spotify and or YouTube memberships if you want the bonus content, the live streams, the Discord access, bam, 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 the DM bam, bam. access. If you want to be part of the community, boop, you know what boop, I'm saying? Turn it like up. and subscribe. Notification bell. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Comment. Subscribe. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What Eddie said. Do that, please. That's it. And thank you. Okay. It's a red flag.